Well, welcome back to what has become a spectacularly popular show, and it's called uh, Beat the Round Eye. It's a high school pick show. Uh, we, we do Scotty Melvin every week, and then we have a guest, and I have a, a nice surprise guest for you this week, too. Uh, so we're going to get some good information out of him. But uh, welcome to the program, Scotty. Hey, good morning, Dave. How you doing? Well, we're going to get into it, but, but I want to thank a few of our, our sponsors that have helped us uh, over the years to put this podcast out. And then we want to thank uh, Helmuth Ford of, uh, of uh, up there in Sigourney, Iowa. They, they've been a big sponsor and they helped us a lot in the baseball season. And uh, they helped bring this, this episode to you. Uh, Washington Discount Tires, uh, Beyond Beautiful Benches. Elsie's Kitchen there in Coppic, uh, uh, author John Bain of Whalen, Iowa, who wrote a book called Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On. You can get that uh, on the square uh, at the Village uh, Bookstore in Washington on the square. Uh, and you can get it online or you can get it off of his Facebook page, Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On Facebook page. Uh, Jefferson County Realty, uh, Jeff Alexander, you know, uh, has uh, helped us get this program going. He was very supportive when we went to the uh, um, uh, Kinnick Stadium. So we thank him for that. Uh, uh, Henshaw Trailer Sales, uh, uh, Smithburg Auto. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of great sponsors help us put this on. And we'll get right into the action. First game up, Scott, is the round guy game of the week. And you are going to be there. Now, I just got to put this out uh, um Scott's going to be carrying the load this week because it's uh, Friday's my anniversary and it's 27 years and we're going to be going out to dinner and stuff. But as uh, soon as uh, we can get some scores, we'll be putting them out for you. Anyway, uh, New London is traveling to Winfield Mount Union. Now, what it, what a, the Tigers and the Wolves are uh, always going at it. It's always spectacular. It's always a, a battle. Uh what do you what do you see in here, Scott? Tell me about the, how you see this game playing out. Man, there seems to be several subplots to this one. Um, as we know, Winfield's coming off a loss last week, uh, somewhat of a surprise to me. Although we know that Iowa Valley's got a super high-powered offense, they put up a lot of points, and uh, if you're not careful, they can outscore you. They've got a great quarterback, and he had a heck of a game, but. Uh, part of that is because Cam Buffington came out of the game with an injury. Uh, must have been fairly early on. I haven't heard many details, but he didn't have any offensive stats in that game. Uh, only three tackles in the game, so I don't know that he even took a snap on the offensive side of the ball. Changes things dramatically for Winfield Mount Union. Now, I am going to make my prediction on tonight's Friday game against uh, New London at home with the assumption that he is playing. And beings it's at home, beings that they're coming off a loss um, in the district, which can really change your season uh, going into the playoff uh, standings as, as we go, and that they need this game Friday night. Beings that they come they come off of a, a 71 to 18 loss against New London last year that was a bit of a shocker. I thought, you know, many people thought it'd be a lot closer. I'm going to give Winfield Mount Union the edge at home in this one over New London. I think both teams are at full strength, so this should be a, a battle for the ages, and I can't wait to see it. Well, I've got a couple questions about this game here. Uh, but you mentioned Iowa Valley, and I was looking at one of your charts that you posted on Twitter. And does <laughs> Iowa Valley have the, the highest-rated uh, uh, player in eight-man football? 
Uh, they, they, in that particular uh, bound stat um, compilation, they had a kid, and I can't remember his name right offhand, that was, uh, they call him the, I guess, uh, the, the top statistical player in the state, and they have one for each, you know, class. And, uh, you know, Evan Kearney, their quarterback, is the one that we all talk about because I knew he was a prolific thrower from seeing him last season. Um, and this year he's, he's killing it with his legs. Uh, he's almost got uh, 700 yards rushing already in three games. I mean, he's, he's doing it all, but he wasn't the guy. And so I was kind of perusing their um, varsity bound page and, and I couldn't without digging back onto Twitter, tell you who this uh, top statistical player is outside of him. Um, They've got a kid that's got 11 receptions on the year and four touchdowns. Uh, but Kearney, you know, he's, he's got 12 touchdowns through the air and 10 rushing. So he's, he's doing a lot of their, their uh, workload on offense. And they do have a kid also on defense, Pierce uh, Kainz, I think is how you pronounce his last name. And he's got almost Drew Deers-like numbers on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm not sure um, what, what that is. But these guys have got – have got players and uh, they are going to be a factor in this district. And that win over Winfield Mount Union last Friday was, was huge for them. I believe the district gets four spots and uh, you know, and none of these teams want to lose more than another game really so that they can feel a little more secure about their postseason chances. Just fantastic play. Anyway, we are going to get the Valley coach on. He's, he's going to call in this week. So we'll get a chance to talk to him. Well, I got That's another couple questions here. Is Blaze Porter playing? Uh, he played last week against Tri County, and I and Tri County's one that you know they we worried about them being able to even field a team, and you know what they've got a win already on the season. So uh, New London did shut them out last Friday. I'm sure they, uh, um, you know, Tri Tri County was overmatched against them. But yes, Blaze Porter's back from what I'm seeing. So this is what I, what I got going Friday night at Winfield Mount Union is two teams at full strength, a short distance rivalry type matchup. Um, both teams are really fighting already for playoff positioning. Uh, so it's a huge game. Early This early in the season, I don't think it gets bigger than this one. Well, what is the status of uh, Cam Buffington? I have not heard. Um, all I can tell you is that he didn't play much against um, Iowa Valley, and I don't know if it would change the outcome as far as win-loss. But like I told you earlier, I think when you got a kid as, as – good as Cam Buffington on your team, especially an eight man, it does dramatically change things, especially on the defensive side of the ball without him roaming around wreaking havoc in that uh, linebacker core, uh, made things a lot tougher defensively for Winfield Mount Union. I did see that he was at Kinnick stadium for the, for the game, uh, the Iowa game Saturday. Um, he was upright. I, <laughs> I didn't see any casts on him or anything in the photo I saw, uh, without talking to the coach or whatever, or, anybody in the know I, I don't know what his status is for sure but I'm assuming he'll be back for this game Friday night and that you know if he's not I would change my prediction I think New London's got too many bodies for him but if, if Cam's in there I'm going to give them the slight edge at home this year well Cam Schuler, uh, uh better be uh, ready to go to go up against New London because that's a hard-hitting team well yep. uh I'm going to reserve judgment until after I talk to the celebrity guest to get another angle on this one. Plus, I'm just uh, this could go either way here. Anyway, we got uh, yes. we got a whole bunch of other ones, and uh, so here's a, here's an interesting matchup. North Cedar comes to Pekin. 
Yeah, North Cedar, um, that, that district's already got me all goofed up, man. I <laughs> thought I kind of had it well-researched re, re, well when we did our prediction show. And you got Albernet just destroying everybody. And I thought they would finish in the bottom two based on last year. North Cedar's another one that I didn't see a lot coming back from them. And they didn't have the greatest of seasons last year. Whereas, we you know, Pekin's bringing everybody back. And they've uh, really changed the culture there uh, in the second year of uh, Clint Weber's um, tenure as coach. Um, I don't know a ton about North Cedar. Um, I don't think that they're doing what Al Burnett's doing. And you said this is at Pekin? It's at Pekin. Okay, I'm giving uh, the edge to the Panthers then. I think they're going to get back on track. And, I, you know, they, they got shut out last week, and the final score was 42 to zip. But they made Al Burnett work for it. Now Burnett's uh, really, oh man, they're really on the rise in Class A this year. So I don't think last week was a was a bad game for Pekin, as bad as the score may have looked. I think they're still on the right track. Um, I think they get back to the winning ways this week at home. Yeah, I think that Al Burnett team tough them up a little bit. You know the, sure. uh, you know, so they'll 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 and and I don't think North Cedars had that great of a start. I think they're on two. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Pekin and uh, say they stay undefeated at home here. All right. All right. All well, right. here's here's a, a another tough one. Fort Madison is coming to Fairfield. Yeah, this one I I actually was thinking about uh, before we even got on the phone here because uh, this is a tough one. You got two really good uh, teams going at it. Um, Fairfield's got some. Major talent. Fort Madison does too, but what I noticed about Fort Madison, I was able to get a chance to watch some game film on them uh, Monday when I was just hanging out for Labor Day. And Fort Madison's got that, what I what I call a classic 3A good football team look. They just look big and athletic across the board. They got good skill players. They got an up-and-coming quarterback that's going to improve every week. Um, they're very physical. And that served him well against West Burlington Friday night. Fairfield uh, got off to the great start against Ottumwa. But like you said, and I'm basing this off of what you told me, what you saw is that they kind of wore down towards the end of the game, which allowed Ottumwa to just keep coming. And Ottumwa was able to do what they've done and come back and win. So based on that, Fort Madison being as big and physical as they are, I'm going to give them the slight edge, even though they're on the road. I'm going to go ahead and take Fort Madison this one in a close one over Fairfield. Yeah, Thomas scored twice on him in the last three minutes. Yeah. Touchdowns. You know, uh, Thomas is scary. A uh, uh, bunch of individuals. Okay. So, what do you, who you got on the Fort Madison Fairfield? I'm going to go with Fort Madison just because they, they remind me of a Tumwa, a team that, that can just keep coming at you. And they may not have to score a lot of points, but they're stingy on defense. They're very physical. And I think that's what's going to give them a slight edge against Fairfield. Well, uh, I believe Hunter Shikini is going to be out in this game. Okay. Uh, and I think he may be out several games, to be honest with you. He has some. That definitely changes Fairfield's offense. Yeah. Uh, without Hunter Shikini, someone else is going to have to step up. That's all yeah. there is to it. What Fairfield's got going for him there at home, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, with Hunter Shikini, uh, if Fairfield was playing in Fort Madison, I'd have, I'd have picked Fair, or Fort Madison, you know, but. But without Hunter Shikini, I, I, I'm going to have to give the edge to Fort Madison. They've been playing so disciplined. And, uh, yeah, Fairfield uh, coming off a tough loss. 
I mean, they could win this game too. I mean, there's no 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 question about it. They got a good shot yes. at winning it. But uh, this is a real good match. There's, I mean, they're, they're, it's just all like this. And now we're going to go to that Atomo team, and they play Roosevelt, Des Moines Roosevelt. But Des Moines Roosevelt's zero two, and the Tum was two and zero, and the Tum was impressed me. I mean, but uh, what do you know about this game? What are you thinking? Is this one on the road up at Des Moines? I think this is in a tunnel. No, okay. it's in Des Moines. It is in Des Moines. Okay. Well, either way, uh, Des Moines Roosevelt being not one of the uh, top tier, you know, Des Moines area schools. If this was one of those ones in the West, a Valley or a Dowling or whatever, I, you know, I would have no problem picking against a Tumwa. No slight to them, but when we're talking the city schools there. I think those are all on a uh, on a kind of an equal plane as Atumwa. Uh Bigger city, yes, maybe bigger schools, but I think Atumwa's, um not going to be uh, overmatched against any of those any given year. And this year, with what Atumwa's was doing, showing the toughness and the resolve and the physicality that they've got, even though this one's on the road, I'm going Atumwa. I'm not picking against them yet, man. Uh, I just think they can go to three and out here. Well, what they do is they beat beat on you, and they beat on you. Right. And they beat yeah. on you. And they beat on you. You know what I mean? And then when you're all wore out, they strike like a like a like a rattlesnake, you know. Uh I'm gonna tumble. Hell. Uh I'm gonna ride the train until they till they show me they can't do it. But uh Same here. I mean uh, uh maybe they can play with the big boys. Well, here's the matchup of matchups of uh two teams that really battle. And it's Pella Christian coming to Sigourney Kyoto. Man, um, Sigourney Kyoto is showing marked improvement. I know I saw a quote uh, this morning reading an article from Friday's game against Mid Prairie, which was down to the wire, and Sigourney Kyoto had their chances in that one. Um, they're young, but they're good. Um, they're going to improve every week. Got a great coaching staff. They're at the snake pit against Pella Christian. They went up to Pella Christian and won last year, and I think they won fairly handily. And Pella Christian's got a, a, a lot of talent, especially a quarterback, and uh, they're highly ranked in state in 1A. Ooh, um, I hate to pick against Sigourney Kyoto. This might be really going out on a limb, but I'm going to go with the Cobras this week at the snake pit. I think they're they're angry that they're 0-2. Uh, this is a big matchup coming in. I think they're going to buckle down and get it done. How about that? Cobras uh, over Pella Christian. I, I predict Cole Clarehan runs wild. I mean, he was running wild last week, and I just feel like he was just inches from breaking even bigger plays, you know. I mean, taking talking about 14-yard runs that could have went to the could have went to the house, but Mid Prairie did a great job of tackling. But Mid Prairie's darn good. Yeah, with the I'm, I, I feel like the momentum's with 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 Sigourney Kyoto. Uh, I'm, the Snake Pit is going to be definitely with Sigourney Kyoto. They won last year, uh, but boy, this is going to be a tough battle. I, I'm going with you on the. I, I'm a, I'm on the Cobras train. I like it. I like the Snake Pit. Uh, uh, but. Uh, Pella Christian's always good, so it'll be tough. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Mid Prairie and going on the road for a tough game, they're going on the road and playing Regina. Boy, <laughs> another tough one. And yeah, I always hate to pick against our uh, our area teams. Um, 
Iowa City Regina took a really tough loss in week one where they didn't even move the ball. In fact, they did move it. They moved it backwards mostly against uh, Williamsburg. But we all know, at this point, we all know what Williamsburg is. And Regina is just not, they're not equipped to hang with a team like that this year. But we're back down into uh, their normal you know, level of competition here. They're at home. They've got a lot of experience, especially at skill positions. Um, man, uh, I think Mid Prairie is going to put up a good fight, but I'm going to go with Regina at home Friday over Mid Prairie. Well, uh, Mid Prairie played excellent against a very good West Burlington Notre Dame team. Yep. They played good against it. Absolutely. They just won such a hard fought battle, and they did that little thing of kicking a field goal. You know, so you got to add that into that. And uh, Regina, you know, they're up and down, whatever. You know, they they could get they could get surprised here. In fact, I'm going with the Golden Hawks. I like that pick. <laughs> I like the. I just like the slow. It's like the tortoise and the hare. You know what I mean? I mean, I just they're they'll just do the, all the right stuff, and I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win and surprise a lot of people with that. But. Uh, I think Regina's there for the right for the picking. I I, uh, I don't disagree with any of what you're saying, and I hope that's what comes to pass. I pick Regina a lot of times off of reputation because of you know the history they've got going these last. Gosh, well, I don't know how many. I years. acknowledge that I'm the underdog in this uh, situation here, but uh, and, that, and I think it's a slight underdog to be honest. So I I think this game's another push. Um, I mean, really, yeah. I mean the the home field advantage will will be what. Will, uh, will help Regina win if they do. Yeah, it always does. Well, uh, we got some home field, home cooking here, but we got a couple teams, uh, and this is a rivalry of rivalries. And I would probably be here at this game if I was uh, not otherwise engaged. But uh, it's Wapolo at Columbus, and uh, this is a big game. You know, if Columbus wins this, they're probably going to pierce that top ten. If Wapolo wins this, they're off to a good start, and uh, they're they're a real factor in the uh, in and they took a big step towards winning the, even their their district. So, yeah, this one, uh, you know, Columbus was oh so close to the playoffs last year. They were uh, in games and they didn't quite get over the hump enough times to to, to move into that uh, playoff spot that they were so close to getting. Uh, Wapolo would have been one of the teams last year that they that they couldn't overcome um they've taken huge steps forward this year they're putting up the 48 points on highland yes i know highland's in a big rebuild at the moment that that that's got to be huge confidence uh factor um and boost for columbus i'm not sure they needed it because i think they are very confident they've got a ton of great players uh some of the best skill players in southeast iowa are on the columbus wildcat football team and it was on full display last friday they're at home, and this couldn't shake out any better for them. At home against uh, what I would call the district favorites, Wapolo and Lisbon, in consecutive weeks, it would be great for them to get both of these games uh, as wins. And I predict that as good as Wapolo is, wouldn't surprise me if they win this game, but Columbus at home, I think they're ready to take the next step and become a major force in the district this season, probably next year too. Uh, I'm going with the Wildcats at home Friday night. Yeah, I've watched I watched both games last week on the videos, and uh, they seem like mirror images of each other. You know, they 
they kind of do the same things. They kind of execute the same way. They kind of, you know, uh, I got to go with Columbus at home. I just think that home field is going to be the difference. What do you, I think that's what you said, isn't it? So. I know you love the home field advantage. I do too. I think you give it even more priority than I do. But the fact is, it it is a factor, especially when you're talking close matchups. Um, well, you know, when it's a close matchup, you know what I mean. Is oh, I I tend to lean towards the home team, although I I, I bucket a little. Well, well the, the thing that I've got on this game after watching film on both these teams, and no knock on Lopolo here, but I I feel like their defense is just a little more poor. Well. A lot more porous than Columbus. Columbus, uh, you heard Coach Lekwa talk about he didn't like their tackling the other night, but you know they still pitched a shutout. Yeah, they've um, been. Yeah, they're definitely. That makes a lot of sense. But I'll tell you what, yeah. Buffalo is going to come in there fired up. They're yeah. going to want to win that game, I'm sure. Buffalo is going to test that defense more than these first two weeks uh, opponents did. So there's that factor too. But I got to go with you on the home field advantage. I think Columbus is just. Got a little too much they got fire. A little defensive edge. They got the home field edge. The offenses are pretty yeah. much matched up. Well, uh, Bettendorf and Muscatine at Muscatine. There's a lot of years. Uh, this would be a no-brainer pick for me. Bettendorf over Muscatine. Um, Bettendorf's program has, by their standards, really fallen short here lately, um, and I'm sure that's not going to last. But that's where they're at right now. Muscatine. Um, They've got some good players, but they're 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 another one of those we talk about where, gosh, you hate seeing them in five A playing against teams like Bettendorf because you feel like they kind of belong more in the the Mount Pleasants and the Fort Madisons and the you know Iowa City Liberties and, and that size of school. But that's not what it is. I do think uh, Bettendorf's probably got more bodies than Muscatine, so I'm going to go with Bettendorf uh, over the Muskies Friday night. And I'm going to, I'm going to say Muscatine gets their first win at home. And uh, uh, I think that's surprising. I did think there was some good, uh, they, they got some good players and they're starting they do. to do some good things there in Muscatine and uh, uh, I'll be with them. Well, here's a team that uh, seemed to get the better of Southeast Iowa every time they played us last year. And this is Clear Creek at Mata, but they are going on the road to face the Washington Demons. Uh, what do you think? Oh, man, this is a tough one. Uh, Clear Creek and Mana, you know, they, they're they in that part of the state that's really booming right now with athletics and stuff. You know, we got them and Liberty next door, City High and Iowa City West back on the rise. All that, that whole area is just rich with athletes and Clear Creek and Mana's really good. Um, they seem to have been pretty loaded these last several years. The thing that I'm noticing about Washington, though, they've got great skill players, and I knew they had that coming in. I did not know that they had the physical brutality potential that they've got. Their line is huge. They're nasty. They're maulers. Um, you better bring it. You know, Bring your lunch pail to play the Demons this year because they, they've Well, we had a little technical difficulty, but we're back. Scott was talking about Clear Creek Amana. Go ahead. Yeah, so Clear Creek Amana is has been loaded with athletes these last few years. They've got some Division One caliber. Um, they seem to every year. Um, very good program right now. Um, but the Washington Demons, as I was saying, when we had our difficulties there, they they have 
skill players for days. And then we, I knew that coming in. I just didn't know how good they would be on the line. And they are really good. Those guys are up front, are big, strong, and they play nasty. Uh, they're at Case Field Friday night, which is a hard place for any school to come to and, and come out with a win. So I'm going to go with the Demons at home. Um, again, I wouldn't be shocked if Clear Creek and Mana pulls this one out, uh, but I think the Demons have that home field advantage. I think it's, as we go down this list, it's playing in big this week, and I'm going to give it to, to Washington. Well, I don't know much about Clear Creek and Mana other than they're always excellent. Uh, yeah. And they can move the ball, and they can throw the ball, and they can run the ball, and they play defense. They're a great team. Uh, but the Washington Demons have impressed me almost as much as any team has this year out the gate. They are bigger, they're stronger, they're hitting harder, they're playing better, and they're putting points on the board. And uh, I, I can't see I, – I can I, I see big things for Washington this year, so I'm going with Washington. Well, uh, this is another matchup that is uh, somebody's going to get a win and somebody's season is going to go uh, down a, a little further, but it's Mount Pleasant traveling to Keokuk. Yeah, um, Keokuk has had, uh, you know, they're 0-2, but they have had really tough matchups. They were in those games. Um, you know, they, they, they um, looked good, and and um, I think they've got a little more than Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant's got some great athletes. Their quarterback is one of the top passers right now, yardage-wise, in 4A, and I think they're going to build on that. They're going to keep getting better. They seem to really struggle defensively, though. Um, and I think Keokuk's been waiting for an opponent like this, you know, after taking two hard losses that they were right there in the games these first two weeks. So I think the Chiefs are going to take this one. They're going to get that first victory of the season. Well, I think Keokuk, I watched both their games, and they, they were, you know, they, they were in both games. And their defense yeah. is very good. I mean, they're yeah. really solid defense. They, uh, I think the, their defense is too much. and. Uh, I think Kia Cook's offense is uh, is going to take a step forward, although there is a path to victory for Mount Pleasant here, and that's throwing the ball. And if they can establish that, you know, although this is going to be a tough task, and uh, their quarterback will, uh, is going to have to get rid of the ball because he ain't going to be standing up, right, because of that uh, defensive line of, of Kia Cook. But uh, I'm going to go with Kia Cook. They're at home. Uh, they're, they're, I think they're going to get their first win and get their season going. Anyway, uh, here's an interesting one. Oskaloosa travels to Burlington. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting matchup. Um, Oski's coming off of their first win where they kind of wore down Knoxville and, and pulled out a, a nice win, uh, what, 28-6, to six, I think it was. Burlington lost a slugfest to Washington to start out the year, but then they, they beat Keokuk last week, um, and they've proven themselves to be very physical. And I, that's a theme for me as I was thinking about this as, as we were talking about these games, is the teams that are bringing some, some big-time toughness and physicality have a good shot every week, no matter who the opponent. Um, and I'm going to give the edge to Burlington. They're at home. I think they're physical, um, and I think they'll win this one. Well, Oski looked really good last week. Bounced back. Uh, they played a team just like this, just like this in a tumble, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give Oski. I'll go with Oski. I'll take a couple road teams uh, this week. Uh, anyway, we we are gonna hear from uh, the Oskaloosa coach uh, tomorrow, and uh, 
this morning we're going to hear from Washington's coach. So that's a, a little bit of programming that's coming your way. Uh, okay. Uh, here's a, here's a great game. Here's just a great game for us. Uh, Van Buren at the Wiza Muscatine. Where, where, what are you thinking? I'm really happy with some of the film I'm seeing on the Wiza Muscatine. They've got at least a couple of really nice players and, and, you know, they're rebuilding that program and, and yeah, they've taken a couple of big time losses, but they've had their, their flashes and their bright spots in those games. Uh, they're another one where they got to get better at being physical. Kind of remind me of Mount Pleasant. They've got some offensive firepower, but their their defense is lagging. They've got to get more undersized. Yeah, yeah, they've they've been overmatched. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's you got to start somewhere. And they're in a the man. They're building from the ground up there, really. But I really like what I'm seeing out of their offense. I think they're going to put up some points. I think they're going to have fun this week at home. I think they're going to give their fans some thrills. But I do think Van Buren County is going to win this game. Well, uh, you told me about Van Buren County. They seem pretty solid. They've already won kind of a, a, a matchup like this uh, with Central yeah. League upstart uh, team. Uh, I'm going Van Buren County, although Eliza Muscatine, you know, win this game and you show me something. You have Absolutely. done something. You win this game. Uh, I'll be Absolutely. I'll be happy. They, they will score some points, I think. Well, Cardinal goes on the road to Davis County. Cardinal, does Cardinal get it, get their season on track or more of the same? No, I don't think they can beat Davis County on the road. Um, Cardinals, uh, you know, they lost so much firepower from a year ago. I think they'll get uh, in the win column this year at some point. I don't think it's going to be this week. Davis County was uh, had quite the battle with Van Buren County a week ago. Uh, Van Buren's already beat Cardinal. Is that right? Yeah. No, or, or – uh, I may be confused. I know Van Buren had that slugfest. Central League beat Cardinal. Central and League can beat Cardinal. Anyway, um, in, the, in the midst of my confusion here, I'm, I'm taking Davis County. I'm taking the Mustangs over Cardinal this week. Yeah, well, Cardinal, you got to win one before I, uh, I put my marker on you. So Davis it's County, uh, Davis County looked real good against Van Buren County. I mean, they did a lot yeah, in that game did. to hold off. Uh, Van Buren County, that's got potential. To, they, they got potential to really put points on the board and everything. Uh, yes. Well, uh, I'm going to close it out with this last game here, and uh, I'll give you an opportunity to, to pick out a game that, that uh, we haven't mentioned. Uh, Albia and Central League. At Central League. What this is uh, – this is – this this oh, we're, and we're going to get Central League's coach on too this week. So uh, tell me what you think. Well, um, gosh – Albia, I don't know much about. They, they've uh, had some good teams in recent history. But from what little bit I've seen score-wise in the you know, first two weeks here, I feel like they uh, – this is not one of their better seasons so far. This isn't one of their stronger teams. And, uh, you know, everybody's going to get better as the season goes on. But Central Lee has made me eat my words. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. And again, I'm speaking from complete ignorance about them because I don't know who's coaching down there. I don't know what kind of schemes they're running, um, what kind of players they have. I know little about them other than I saw some good athletes on the baseball diamond this summer when I watched them play. Um, so I know there's athletes down there. I just, you never know if they're going out for football. Apparently they have some of them this year. Um, they had that good showing in week one and a close loss to Van Buren. Um, Last week, they, they really put it on Cardinal. Um, 
they're tougher than I thought. They're at home. Uh, I think they've got uh, the, the confidence that comes with winning a game going for them now. I think they'll beat Albia at home. Man, that's uh, – yeah, I'm with you on that. Central Lee's really playing great. And uh, Albia is 0-2, and they've been beat pretty bad. And yep. uh, Central Lee just seems to be able to put points on the board, and that's what you got to do to win. And as long as they can put points on the board, they'll be in a lot of games this year. And uh, I don't know they're going to win any state championships. But uh, centrally, we got you. Scotty and I put our marker on you this week. And uh, good luck to you. And I'll be interested to hear from that coach. Uh, I want to run through the, the sponsors again. You know, Henshaw Trailer Sales has been our biggest sponsor, uh, biggest supporter. Uh, Claire Hand Trucking helped us out a lot with the baseball season. Uh, you know, uh, Smithburg Auto was our first ever sponsor for last year's football season. They renewed up again. So there's a couple extra ones I wanted to mention. Uh, Elsie's Kitchen there in Coffee, elsieskitchen.net. Uh, but uh, is there anything we didn't cover that you wanted to cover or anything that you wanted to talk about? Um, I don't want to leave out my, my local guys here, Waco. They're at English Valleys this week, and, you know, you don't ever want to – this kind of sounds bad to say. I think this will be a, an easy night for Waco, probably with English Valleys in such a rebuild and Waco being so loaded. But uh, good luck to them. I picked them to win that game. I'd also like to piggyback on what we were talking about, Central Lee. A uh, little little history and a little soft spot I have for those guys. It wasn't that many years ago. It's been several, but I was sitting at home at Illini West High School at a football game when I used to travel back home and watch my old high school play all the time and, and right in front of me was a batch of kids that were central league varsity football players and i asked them why aren't you guys at a game and they told me that they didn't have enough kids to to field a team and so they were as a group the five of them or whatever were, were traveling around and just watching other good games and they were over in illinois watching a game that friday night and, and the kids were upset because some of them wanted to have a shot to go on and play in college and they weren't going to have a senior season to show you know recruiters anything that's that's where i've seen the central league program be before and that's kind of the mindset i have when we talk about them because of you know football has just never been largely a strong um sport for them down there so it's really nice to see them off to a good start one and one good luck to them i do you know i may have i may have talked about how much they've struggled but uh i hope that's turning around and i hope when we hear from the coach that he's got great things to say i hope he's going to be there a long time and and get them going because uh that that really kind of hurt to see you know these high school kids uh not get a chance to play and i know that's that's happening in a lot of places and uh so you know we feel for you guys well uh no disrespect to wake or any other teams that uh that i i i, I didn't mention here but uh you know, uh, I'm trying to pick the close, the close, uh, tight ones. And I think I got some close tight yep. ones here. What do you think, Scott? Yeah. I, you know, you asked me to pick a game and I thought, Oh, I got to throw Waco in there. We can talk about them. And then I remember they're playing English valleys. And, and again, it, you know, it, it sounds kind of, uh, rude or whatever, but I, I just don't think English valleys, uh, this year has, has the horses to stay with them. So it, it wouldn't be one that would, uh, e equal any of these others. These others you picked out are, you know, they're ridiculous, aren't they? But they're toss-ups. If we get, if we even get within one of half, we'll be doing good, I think. On our picks. yeah, yeah, I, you know, I'm looking at the ones I picked, and I'm like, man, I, I don't know who all is going to be involved in this week's beat the round guy, but I don't think I'm winning. <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, uh, any of you out there that disagree with what we're saying out here, 
neither one of our records is all that stellar. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'll tell you right now, when I pick against you, I, nothing tickles me more than to get proven wrong. It's it's a lot of fun to well, think. It helps us, you know, time. reforms. You know, we only got the two games, but Scott, we're already a fourth way through the season. I know. Once it gets rolling, it just it's it's here and it's gone. Well, uh, anyway, we got Matt Meeks on board this week. Uh, from now on, he's going to be helping us with the Iowa City, and I think that's really helping. What do you think? Yeah, he he's a man. He's more of a, a a workhorse than I am on Friday nights. I pick one game and I go, and I may travel a ways to get to it, but he'll hit two games. So let's talk about having eyes on, and I, I love hearing his uh, reports. He's he knows more about the game than I do. He's a coach, you know, and and he knows these kids because he's working working with so many of them during the summer. So well, if he can if he can focus on the bigger towns like Iowa City or Cedar Rapids or or, or whoever's playing up in that area, then you mm-hmm. and me can focus on the cornfield. You know, yep. and, that, that's uh, where I like to stay. So, because we're not, but uh, but those, but we're gain, gaining an audience there like crazy. And uh, that uh, Matt Meeks, he's a, he's the Twitter machine. So, well, I will uh, be giving you a lot of information, folks. There's a lot of coaches that are going to be on the rest of this week. Uh, we didn't get to as many as we could have earlier, but it's holiday weekend and everything. But uh, we'll get a lot of, lot of information out to you. We got a, a a special guest uh, beat the round guy coming up. Uh, uh, my plan is late Friday night. I'll get with Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union, and he calls me as he drives home, and we go over whatever scores we got, whatever we can get off of Twitter, off Scott's page, or or any other scores anybody texts me. We'll we'll put that show to bed, you know, eleven fifteen, eleven thirty, or something like that. Then early in the morning. We'll get uh, Scotty Melvin scoreboard show. And then uh, later in the morning, we'll get Matt Meek scoreboard show. And then I'll start calling up the coaches and uh, see what interviews we can line up. But uh, believe me, we see how much we're growing. It's unbelievable. We're almost to 9,000. We'll be within 9,000 by the end of the weekend. For, there's no, no question about it. And uh, the amount of people checking this, podcast out to hear about the the football scores and the basketball or you know all the scores from baseball football basketball everything we put out but the football's a you know it's supercharged up and people are really into it well thanks for being with us scott anything before i let you go uh just one quick thing um i'm on twitter all the time i know a lot of the the guys that are into sports are that's that's a place to be for sports any of the kids that listen if you got a, a buddy on the team or whatever that wants to play in college um no matter what level, make sure you tell them if they're not on Twitter, get on there and get your huddle videos up there. We'll pass them around. And the more they get passed around, the more the coaches and recruiters and stuff on that next level will see that stuff. And then they can uh, contact you and have a little something to go on. So and coaches, like that Twitter. coaches, if you're listening, players, if you're listening, parents, if you're listening, uh, Graceland College uh, is looking for, for players from Iowa. And uh, they got a new coach, and uh, they hadn't won a game in 36 games, and they won their first game under this new coach, and uh, it's Coach Ross, and he's going to be on the program uh, to tell us about their their team's first uh, win and how he's turned that program around. You know, that program is looking for players. Coaches are looking for your players. They want people from Iowa to be back at Graceland College because they only got six or seven, and he wants like 60% of the team. So 
and and they 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 pay attention to this podcast to help them look for players. So, you know, the the the, the coaches are out there, the schools are out there. You guys just keep doing your job, and uh, we'll keep we'll keep doing everything we can to help the college make it easy for the colleges to look at you. So you're right about that, Scott. Well, uh. We went a little long, but uh, there was a lot to talk about, and uh, we don't want to shortchange any of these games, give you that kind of commentary uh, uh, that you need coming into this uh, coming into this week. So I thought we had great picks. Scott, I thought your analysis was spot on, except for the part where you'd be proven wrong. And- <laughs> I'm going to go about 50% this week and be happy with that. I think if you that. could do even one better than 50% on – picture this close and this tight i think you'd be doing well all right well this is round guy radio keep listening they'll be coming out fast and furious